everyone, welcome back to the Bearing Fruit Podcast. Welcome to another week of Bearing Fruit Goodness. I am so happy that you are here. And if you're listening to this episode, the moment, the day it's released, I'm sorry it's a day late. Um, life, that's it. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy that I could still upload this episode. Um, and I wanted to upload it this week, of course. So yeah. This is going up on Tuesday, and if you are just listening to this on a random day, not really on the day it's released, none of this is probably um, enticing or even relevant. So, welcome back. Welcome to, um, I'm so happy that you're here. If you are new to this podcast, or even if you are a follower of this podcast, but you don't actually follow the podcast page, what are you doing? Like, let's click on that follow and notification bell as well um, so that you guys are aware and notified when a new episode goes live. Um, So yeah, let's get straight into today's episode. By the way, it's really hot today and I've got the fan going and the AC. (laughs) Um, So if you can hear that in the background, I am incredibly sorry. Just disregard the noise. And also if you can hear my dog scratching the door and scurrying away. Also, please disregard the sound. I record these episodes in my own home, so it's very unlikely that I get peace and quiet. Um, It's either the birds or the trucks or the bikes or my dog or something falling in the background. So anyway, thank you so much for being here. Let's get straight into today's episode. I ask the Lord, and with my episodes, I always ask the Lord on what I need to talk about for the next episode or what I want to talk to, talk about for the next episode and I also you know place onto the table my choices of episodes I want to put up so we kind of have a little debrief the Lord and I and we kind of think of topics to talk about um, and what weeks we want to upload them as well and I was really I guess just unsure of what I wanted this episode um, to be on. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about, what didn't know what I wanted to talk about, but I also was not in the right headspace to really clearly think about what it is I wanted to talk about. Anyway, long story short, I wasn't even going to upload this week. Um, the last few weeks, if you follow my um, Bearing Fruit Pod Instagram page, I briefly put a story up. Sorry, I've got a fur in my mouth. Ugh. Anyway, um, I briefly mentioned about, you know, spiritual warfare and kind of how the last few weeks had been a bit rough. Um, so, yeah, the last few weeks had and has been really intense. Um, just a mix of things um, going on. And I think I was really unsure whether I wanted to upload this week because I come on here and this is a safe space. This is a space of joy, peace and love, I hope. And I didn't want to bring whatever I was going through into this episode. So I told the Lord, I said, you know, I don't think I should record this week or put an episode up this week because I'm really going through it and I don't want to sound like it's all sunshine and rainbows when I come on here and, you know, fooling you guys because like 
that's not what this podcast is about. Um, and he said, well, why don't you talk about what it is that you're going through? And I was like, huh? Like, I'm not talking about my personal life. And he was like, no, you know what you're going through. Why don't you share that with the listeners? And essentially, what I believe the last few weeks have been for me has been spiritual warfare. Now, not everything that goes wrong in your life is spiritual warfare, but it had just been one of those battles. <laughs> oh my days. I, like, I can't even get into it right now, but it's been going on for a few weeks and essentially what happened um well if you're let me, let me just start from the root of it all if you're unsure of what spiritual warfare really means um the bible talks about it being this war that is um between spirits and between the you know war that occurs within the invisible so it's not something that's like you know humans on the battlefield fighting and like war it, it is that but not in the physical sense it is more in the spiritual sense and you know jesus tells us in the bible that um the real war is not between you know fle flesh and blood but between angels and demons and spirits that are you know roaming this earth so when you become a christian you essentially are stepping into the battlefield. Now, I say that because when you're not a Christian and you're of the world, you are already in sin. You are living in sin. So nothing, you know, that happens to you or like the quote unquote, the bad that happens, you kind of, it's more so consequences of your own actions or not all the time, of course, but it's more so you're just like, oh, you know, this is just really annoying or this has happened, like this is life. And you don't really see this spiritual warfare going on because your life or your soul is not with the Lord. It is with the world. Um, it's of the flesh. So the enemy really doesn't have much to fiddle with. <laughs> Wow, fiddle is crazy. I did not mean to say fiddle. But the enemy doesn't really have ammunition, if you know what I mean. When you step onto the battlefield as a believer, the enemy needs to work 10 times harder to gain your soul or gain back your soul if you are, you know, if you were off the world once and now you're not. So it's a lot of effort on the enemy's part, really, to fight and to attack and to um, destroy any joy that you have in your life um, but it's also extremely exhausting being on the other side of it so that's essentially what spiritual warfare is um, and although you can't see it it's very much real like satan is not a metaphor enemy is not a metaphor i think a lot of believers um or even just people that know of jesus or like non-believers they know jesus like Jesus is a, I don't know what they think of Jesus, but some people believe that there was a man named Jesus, but they don't believe in him or they don't follow a faith. But nobody, nobody really knows that there is such a thing as Satan. Like he's not just a metaphor. Evil is not just a metaphor. There is a real spirit of darkness. There is an actual being that is the opposition. So he's real just as much as Jesus is real and he is living and roaming and searching for any opportunity he can on this earth to 
cause damage, um, especially to believers. And was it Jesus that said the war is not between flesh and blood? No, I think it was. Oh, I think it might be Paul, actually. It's in Ephesians, isn't it? I'm, I really need to Bible check all of this. But correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like it's, it, it is in Paul. Um, it is, sorry, in Ephesians that Paul says um, the war that we fight is not between flesh, flesh and blood, but of between darkness, angels, demons, spirits. Um, so I think, when, let me just go back straight to the very beginning. So essentially, you know, my days, my weeks, my months, life with Jesus is the most beautiful and joyous thing that has ever happened to me. It is the most peaceful thing that has ever happened to me, but it's also been probably not as easy as I thought it would be. I've talked about my walk of faith, walk in faith um, in previous episodes, and I've always said it hasn't been easy, and I don't think people understand that until they're in the battlefield and then that's when people can get quite scared you know they step into the battlefield and like uh actually I don't want a part of this like I'm I'm gone I'm done for or they step onto the battlefield and they're like Jesus is unreal like look at all the stuff I'm going through and you know that is essentially the life of a Christian there is persecution and I think with being a follower of Christ, I've found immense joy, but I've also experienced immense spiritual warfare. And I've only been able to understand or recognize that it's spiritual warfare because of how much the enemy attacks me and the different areas that the enemy attacks me. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about obviously my life, but I, if you are kind of unsure about whether you're going through spiritual warfare or not I want to kind of bring to your attention some of the things that I experienced when I first feel like this is an attack um and maybe you know maybe that will maybe you can relate to it or maybe you can't but this is just from my experience and not everyone is the same of course so essentially with me randomly I'll start to feel extremely discouraged and fearful um a part of my testimony and something that Jesus has freed me from is anxiety and um when I am feeling fearful and there are moments of not anxiousness but just random worry um that floods my body I just know I just know that I'm currently under attack um, my spirit is currently under attack because I since following Christ I love to have a spirit of joy and peace and love and when I'm not feeling those things I'm either not in the bible or not talking to the Lord or I'm doing all of that but I'm also under attack so I can start to feel extremely worried and fearful and scared out of nowhere like nothing needs to happen for me to feel those feelings and then it will start it will you know the enemy will attack one part of my life and then he'll move on to the next and move on to the next and move on to the next and there was a day recently that I was literally on my breaking point I woke up so emotionally exhausted and just sad I woke up sad and I haven't felt that feeling in so long 
and I got into the word and I was just crying and, you know, just really upset, really down. And I was reading the Bible and I was like, Lord, I really can't feel you right now. Like I feel like I'm struggling. I really can't feel you, but I'm going to keep getting into the word because the moment I acknowledge that I can't feel the Lord, the enemy uses that to his advantage. Um, and, you know, it's not that you don't need to acknowledge that. I definitely feel like you should because you need to be transparent with the Lord. And I share exactly how I feel with the Lord. Like, there is nothing that he doesn't know how I'm feeling. Like, there's nothing that I keep from him. He knows how I'm feeling. So it's just a matter of me saying it out loud. And the moment the enemy understands that, he can use that to his advantage and by that I mean he can make you feel like well if I can't feel you then you're not real but I know he's real so it was just a matter of needing to feel him and I know the Lord is real so I needed to get close to him as best as I could and the way I knew that or the way I know how to is by reading the Bible and I read my Bible every morning um, or at least I've really tried to and I was reading and I just couldn't feel him. I was like, oh my gosh, I really can't feel Jesus. I can't feel his presence. Like I just feel so like my heart is just drowning. Like that's what I felt like. I felt like I was drowning and I could not feel him. I could not get anything like, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep reading, keep reading because the enemy is going to want me to close this book and say, well, you can't feel him. So there's no point in reading. And I just was like, I kept talking to the Lord. I you know, had my worship music in the background. And I was like, I want to, I want to feel you and I'm going to keep praying and talking to you. And then, you know, as the minutes went on, there was a point in that worship session or that Jesus time that I was like, Lord, I, I like, I literally am about to drown. Like, I cannot feel you. I'm begging you. I just need to feel you. And, you know, I was sitting in my room and then I look outside, I'm like, Lord, just like something, like let a bird fly by and I'll know that you're here. <laughs> like I just needed something. I was desperate. I desperately wanted to feel the Lord. And it's not that he wasn't there. It was just that my heart was so overcome by so much. I, like, I don't know what it was, but it was just overcome by such gloom and doom and it was just like nothing I had felt in such a long time. And I was like, Lord, I, I am like give me anything like I just need something and you know I, I close I put my hand my head in my hands and I'm like crying and I'm like then I close my eyes then I look up outside my window and this wasn't there prior to this right this second this moment I look up outside my window and I see the clouds form a heart in the sky and oh I'm getting emotional talking about it it was just like my love for you is unconditional. Like my love is there. You just need to drench yourself in it. And the moment I saw that heart, you guys in the sky, it was like, I, I started breathing again. Like it was like, I was just being pulled out of that water that I was drowning in. Like I literally gasped for air when I saw that. And it made me realize like how much the enemy was in my head, you know, had I not kept going, like I felt like I was just, you know, giving up second by second, moment by moment, but had I not kept going, I don't think I would have seen that heart in the sky, and I don't think I would have felt that gasp of breath, and so when you're under attack, when you're in the warfare, 
when you're in the midst of battle, it is so easy to feel like, Lord, I just can't do this anymore. I give up and walk away. It is so easy to feel that. And I completely like empathize with that because I've been there. But I think what, what was different this time was that I literally was ready to just like, I was on my hands and knees. Like I was like ready to just give up. And I was like, you know what? Like this is going to make the enemy literally jump for joy if I stop now. So I'm going to, even though I don't feel the Lord, I am going to continue to fight. And I'm so glad I did. I'm going to upload it on my Instagram story, the little heart that I had seen. So make sure you're following me on the um, Bearing Fruit Pod. I'll probably upload it like tomorrow um, after this episode goes live. And um, yeah, it was just such a beautiful, like, I probably would have missed that, you know, and to be able to see that, like, all I wanted was literally a bird to fly by. <laughs> I was not expecting the Lord to create a heart, you know, up in the sky. Um, so I think, yeah, when you're under spiritual warfare, it's so easy to just be literally under it. Like, it's so easy to just feel consumed by it. And it was not just affecting my personal life but it was affecting my home life it was affecting my you know the the way I was at work like you know I've never felt down when I was at work and to go into work one day and just feel like hopeless was such an odd feeling for me um and gosh the enemy was literally it was like a domino effect like it was one after the other and I think I like, although I feel mad at him, I'm also like, well, you you really think I'm the Lord's strongest warrior if you're attacking me this much. Like, you really have so much to lose if you're attacking me this much. And it brought me to, to remember the story of Job. And I've mentioned Job on here so many times. And I know you probably also know the story of Job. But if you don't, it was a man that was so righteous and so just such a servant of the Lord and was after the Lord's heart and he had it all he was blessed so much like he was just basically such you know he had I think seven daughters and three sons or something like that he had so many children he had so much wealth he had a beautiful like stock of farm animals like he was just he had it all and Satan one day asked the Lord, you know, this man is only righteous because you gave him all of this. He doesn't actually, he can't actually stand firm in his faith. So let me take away all of these blessings. And the Lord said, okay, fine, take away these blessings, but do not touch the man. So Satan had free roam. He had, he took away all of the livestock, like he killed all the animals all of the children and the wife died. Like the wife, I think, did the wife die? Maybe later on? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Um, because later on, after all of this happens, Job is, you know, Job's wife is like, just curse the Lord. Like, why the heck are you still praying to this man after you lost your children and all of your wealth and all of this? And Job stood firm in his faith. He said, no, like, I'm going to praise the Lord no matter what. Job's friends said, you know, just curse him. Like, give it up already like clearly God is clearly not a good God if he's taken all of this from you um 
And Job said no. And he still, despite the warfare that he was going through, despite the attack of the enemy that he was going through, he stood firm in his faith. And long story short, he, by the end of it all, was blessed double from what he had. So he had more children. He had double the livestock, double the wealth. He was a righteous servant of God and God was pleased with him. So God blessed him double. And it just made me think like, gosh, even though God might feel so far away from you, like he is there. He is there and he's not going to let anything happen to you. But you need to stand firm in your faith because it's the moment we get you know, we're under attack that we start to doubt God's presence and doubt his goodness and doubt whether he's real and, you know, why he would let this happen. And they're all such real feelings because at the end of the day, we're human beings, you know, and our faith can waver. So they're all such valid thoughts and feelings to have. But I think when you get your head in the Bible, there are so many stories of people that have overcome warfare such as Job has and it makes you just oh okay it's not just me like I'm gonna it's not just me he's going through this I'm gonna you know be persistent in my faith I'm gonna follow through and I think you know even when, when I think about Saul like you know he praised the Lord even in prison like he was bound and he still praised the Lord like it just makes me think like gosh like they're such righteous people to continue to praise the Lord. And it just shows that God is real with everything that happened after that. You know, Paul was set free from prison. You know, the chains just fell off him. The doors just unlocked. Like, and Job was blessed double. Like, it just makes you think like, or makes you realize like, yeah, wow. Like, there is an end to this like all of this will end and if I am standing firm in my faith I don't just prove the enemy wrong but I get blessed like I'm blessed and yeah I think spiritual warfare is something that a lot of Christians I feel like can just overuse it but also you need to realize that there is such a thing um because yeah although we might not see it and we can sometimes forget that it's even a thing the enemy loves nothing more to then just fill our minds with discouragement and defeat and if you're especially if you're like a follower of christ like a true follower of christ like if you are the salt of the earth which is what jesus said called you to be if you are living like salt and if you are the light in such a dark world then it won't be long until you encounter spiritual warfare and the enemy will just attack you and throw obstacles in all directions. But you have to remember, this is not this is not the end and this is not what the Lord wants for you. You have to stand firm in your faith. And that, and that is why Paul calls us to wear the armor of God. I have done a whole episode on wearing the armor of God. And I can't stress it enough. You you guys, wearing the armor is so powerful. If you go to Ephesians 6, which I'm just going to open up, um, there is a full suit, just like you wear one for the battle, like when you go into war. There is a full-on armor that Paul calls us Christians to wear. And I think people forget that it's real, like, spiritual warfare is real and they can sometimes you know overlook 
the fact that there is an armor that we need to wear every single day. Um, I'm going to read Ephesians against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Prayer. This is another thing. You guys, I can't stress this enough. I think people also overlook prayer and the power of prayer, um, especially during spiritual warfare. Something I can say I did during my time of just overcoming such evil um, and overcoming the schemes of the devil was how much I was talking to the Lord. I, it didn't have to be like praying, like, you know, thanking him for all of these things or like this extensive prayer. I was going through a really hard time. So I was being real with God. I said, you know, I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm down. I'm where are you? Like, I can't feel you. Why are you letting this happen? Like, I was having a real conversation with him. And I think that's what people forget to do with the Lord. I think people just want to blame him and then close the book on that. I was just, I was like, Lord, you need to give me something. Like, I need to feel, you know, joy again. I need to feel the peace again. Like, I want to wear the armor of God. And it was just a constant communication. And there were so, so many moments of just like there was there was a day where I was having a chat with the Lord and I said Lord this is so heavy on me like something just happened and it was just so heavy on me and I was like I can't carry this and then he just said like it was literally instant he was like when did I tell you to carry it and I was like well then why is this happening he was like I told you to give all of your burdens unto me like cast all of your burdens unto me and I was like oh yeah like, why the heck am I carrying this? Like, it was just, you know, it was just a real raw conversation. And it was many, like, I had many of those throughout the days. And even during work, like, I would go to the bathroom and I, was, I would just have a moment of peace with the Lord. Like, just a sliver of, you know, communication with my best friend. Um, and that is something I continue to do during, you know, this really horrific moment or not moment but horrific few days few weeks um of attack and i think i can't stress it enough how powerful it is to pray like more than just knowing the scriptures i think prayer is something that can just break chains of anyone and anything like prayer is so powerful and just you know making sure the enemy knows where he belongs like making sure the enemy knows that jesus shed that blood on the cross to break the chains of the enemy and trample the enemy onto his feet like you just prayer is not just for you to realize but it's also speaking power and when you speak those words like the enemy can't take it he can't sit there and be like, I'm just going to block my ears. Like, he literally will flee. Like, the enemy cannot stand prayer. And actually, I read this um, 
there was a day where I was like, another day, by the way, this is all like on different days. There was another day where I was really struggling and I was just looking, like flicking the Bible through all the um, passages to find um, something about evil spirits and how Jesus overcame or like um, casted out evil spirits out of people. And I came across Mark 9 verse 14 which I've read countless times but it didn't hit me the way it did when I read this recently um, and it's about Jesus healing a boy possessed by an impure spirit and I'm going to just read this chapter because truly I felt chills when I finished it um, when they came to the other disciples they saw a loud, large crowd around them and the, teacher of the teachers of the law arguing with them as soon as all the people saw jesus they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him what are you arguing about he asked jesus asked a man in the crowd answered teacher i brought you my son who was possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech whenever it seizes him it throws him to the ground he foams at the mouth gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid i asked your disciples to drive out the spirit but they couldn't jesus replied you unbelieving generation how long shall i stay with you how long shall i put up with you bring the boy to me so they brought him to him when the spirit saw jesus it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. Ugh. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often been thrown it has often thrown him into a fire or water to try and kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus said, If you can, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. He said, You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, the disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? And Jesus replied, This kind can only come out by prayer. Okay, so, I mean, ooh, at the end of that passage, that tells you exactly how you are meant to fight the schemes of the enemy by and through prayer you guys prayer is so powerful i mean if jesus prayed then that means we need to as well he was god and he still prayed and i think people forget the power that we hold like he's given us authority to fight the schemes of the enemy and if jesus has given us such authority then why are we wasting it? You know, we have it on our own hands. We have the authority to rebuke. And what I was, you know, doing the last couple of days was just rebuking the enemy, rebuking the schemes. And often I actually prayer walked in my own home because I was feeling a lot of this intense fear and worry and sadness in my own home. And not because of anything, but just how I just felt like this was my safe space, this home is my safe space, and I'm being attacked in my own spa safe space. And so something that's so powerful is prayer walking, 
which I don't know if I've mentioned on here before, but it's something I've recently started doing and it has been so incredible. Like I genuinely feel chains falling off of me. And what I did the other day was I went into literally everyone's room upstairs and just walked with a Bible in hand. You don't even need a Bible. Just all I kept saying is by the blood of Jesus, I rebuke the enemy's schemes and just kept saying that and speaking that over my home and my family and over myself and I think what you don't realize is the blood of Jesus is so strong like so strong I mean it didn't just defeat death but it has no control then as in the enemy has no control because of the blood of Jesus like the blood of Jesus wasn't just something that defeated death all those years ago like 2000 plus years ago it is something that is still like poison to the enemy like he just can't stand it the blood is that powerful and when you proclaim that over your life when you proclaim that over your family and your loved ones and you know when you speak that the enemy can't stand it like it is going to flee from you and gosh i just did that that whole like i think i only i was only doing it for like 10 minutes but just speaking that and saying that over my life and my family it just brought so much like I felt so much confidence like I felt like and as you should I felt like gosh I am a warrior I am someone that has the authority through Jesus to rebuke the enemy's you know schemes and especially schemes that we can't see because you know there could be things where you you know the enemy sets traps for us in the seen world, in the physical realm, which you can obviously use your own discretion and not, you know, fall into that trap. But there's also traps that the enemy sets in the spiritual world, in the unseen world. And you need to prepare yourself for those traps. And so I think just speaking blood over me, Jesus' blood over me was huge and I couldn't recommend that enough. I think people need to realize or we need to realize that when we are stepping into spiritual warfare, scripture, praying, seeking Jesus, reading the Bible, like all of that has to be our first line of defense. Like we need to wear our full armor and use the resources and the tools that the Lord has given us because it all contains, you know, Jesus. Jesus is the center of it all. And if you if you are or if you're built on the cornerstone which is our rock jesus you can't waver like you will not fall and i think that's such a beautiful what's the word confirmation from jesus you know he said all those who build their house on their cornerstone which is me which is jesus they will not fall their house will stand and you got to realize you are just a warrior, right? You are not the leader of this war. You are not the commander of this war. And once you realize that you are just a person on the battlefield, you are just a warrior. You're just another person that is fighting this war, this huge treacherous war that your commander in spiritual warfare is Jesus. He leads armies and he chose you he saved you he blesses you and he lives in you so why are you fighting alone i mean why 
Are we not seeking to go and run to the commander? Why aren't we seeking and running to the Lord? Like, like you know, how the Lord spoke to me. He said, why are you carrying the burden? I didn't ask you to carry the burden. And it made me realize, like, yeah, why am I carrying the burden? Like, I don't know. Why do I feel like I need to... I need to win this or I need to do this or I need to have control over this. Like, although I have authority to break the chains of the enemy, I ultimately also need to give it to God. Like, I I can only do so much and the rest is up to God. And I think when we forget that we have the biggest, the biggest blessing, not even blessing, the biggest advantage on our side, which is Jesus, when we forget that, then that's when we can spiral and feel like we're we're doing this all on our own which we're not and when we can remember that we've got Jesus on our side I mean there is just confidence like you've never felt run through your veins and something I kept saying you know when I was going through this I just kept saying Jesus I just need your peace peace I just need peace I just need peace I just need peace and I just kept saying you know not peace as the world gives but peace that you give, which is the only true form of peace. I mean, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And, you know, even when Jesus resurrected and he came and revealed himself to his disciples, he said, you know, peace be with you, you know. And I think that is the kind of peace I was looking for. And I think when we can constantly just be like, I don't want anything that the world can offer. I just want what the Lord can give me. Because what the Lord can give you is way better than what the the world can offer. And when we think, when we separate the world and the Lord, when we separate our flesh and our spirit, we begin to realize, okay, I need what my spirit is hungry for, not what my flesh is hungry for. You know, I need what my spirit is absolutely thirsty and hungry for. And my spirit during the spiritual warfare was so thirsty and so hungry for peace and spirit of love and spirit of joy. And I just absolutely wanted to get rid of the spirit of fear and spirit of worry and um, just spirit of darkness. Like I just wanted all of that to be just flee from me so as you experience spiritual warfare you are not just looking for strength you know from the outside like physical strength but you need to look into the tools that the lord gives you to strengthen your spirit um like even paul says to wear the armor of god but that's a spiritual armor that you're wearing um so you need to look into prayer and reading the bible and I also recommend talking to a community, you know, sharing your experience with a a, a similar like-minded community who can pray over you, who can, you know, rebuke the enemy and his schemes for you. You need people who can pray and who can fast for you and who can cover you by the blood of Jesus because during those times is when you're the weakest. And sometimes it's true. We don't have the strength to pray for ourselves, which is why it's so important you have the courage and just say, hey, I really need to just pray for me. You don't need to tell them what's going on, but you just need to say, I just need you to pray that, you know, I find strength. Or I just need to, I just need you to pray that, you know, the enemy will just flee from me and get that, get that extra layer of protection. I mean, why not, honestly? So all in all, I feel like today's episode, I just wanted to bring light to 
the war that we experience in the invisible world um, and in the spiritual world as believers and just share a little bit of my experience recently with it um i don't know who this is going to help or if this is going to help anyone but i did pray before i started um this episode and i hope it has helped at least one person or made at least one person understand or you know allowed one person to at least recognize the spiritual war that can occur as a christian and not to be afraid of it you know it's not god punishing you or it's not you're a bad person it is just something that happens when you follow and walk with Christ it is the attack of the enemy who just can't stand to see you joyful and happy and at peace and you know he's going to do anything he can to win over a believer over an unbeliever because an unbeliever is already in his hands so why would he why would he need to do anything they're already living with him living of this world and so his real mission here on this earth is to attack the ones that are not with him and not of this world so do not be discouraged Um, I would love to pray for you so if you are currently going through it or if you just want to have that extra level of protection and I know this is going to happen to me again I know this is not the end of it I know I will continue to experience spiritual warfare until I take my very last breath on this earth I know it is something that will just happen over and over again because whatever whatever it is you're doing and if it is you know bringing you closer to Christ and bringing Christ closer to you, the enemy is going to do everything in his power to, you know, ruin that before you are with Jesus. So before you leave this earth, he's going to try and take your soul. He's going to try and ruin and destroy your spirit. And so as long as you are on this earth, you will face trouble, just as Jesus said, but fear not because you, he is with you. Jesus is with you. Take you know, take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. And so I think you just need to constantly wear your armor, be ready for any attack, okay, and give it straight to the Lord. You know, you don't have to do any of the fighting if you if that is not something you are equipped to do. You know, if you feel like there is genuinely nothing more you your spirit can give, then give it straight to the Lord. You know, there are, there have been times where I've been able to overcome it with the armor of God. And, you know, sometimes some spiritual warfare lasts like all of three days. And in other time, in other cases, like such as my most recent war that I had to go through, um, it lasted around three weeks. So yeah, just give it to the Lord. And yeah, if you need someone to pray for you, please do message me on Instagram. I'd love to pray for you. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you are following the podcast page, like I said, and the Instagram page. I will upload the little beautiful heart that I saw in the clouds um, on my Instagram story. So make sure you are following that to, yeah, to see that if you would like. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will speak to you all in two weeks. Bye.